keto anyone? Today's guest is Amber, owner of Soul on Fire. And Amber started doing keto a few years ago when what she felt like was healthy eating wasn't making any changes to her body composition. She had a moment of breakthrough, though, when attending a friend's barbecue, and she has never looked back. But like Amber says, no matter what lifestyle you choose, whether it's keto or paleo or Whole30, high fat, low carb, you're always discovering new ways to fuel your body in ways that make you feel your best. And what you do today may be different than what you do in three months. And we both agree that it's a journey that is always changing and you're always discovering what your specific body's wants and needs are. Amber is a business and marketing strategist that helps the solepreneur build a business, a brand, and their Instagram to become their own digital CEO. She has built a trusted business with authenticity, sharing her insights, growth, and scalable business tactics with her followers and teaches her clients to do the same. From a single mom to what seemed only to be a dream to now helping others around the world take their passion from their soul and build a scalable business doing it is what lights her up. She is an iced coffee enthusiast, and she sees the world in bright colors and will build you a roadmap of success so that your soul is set on fire. Hey guys, if you haven't already, head on over to www.nataliejean.com forward slash fitness challenge, where we are kicking off a five-day free challenge starting Monday, May 11th. You will get to work out with me live on Facebook in a private group every morning, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Give me 20 minutes of your time. That's a five-minute warm-up, a 10-minute workout, and a five-minute cool-down along with other daily challenges to get you motivated, get you moving, and get that quarantine 15 off your body so that you can be confident going back out into the world. So again, join me over at www.nataliejean.com forward slash fitness challenge for my five-day free fitness challenge starting Monday, May 11th. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. All right, Amber, thank you so much for being on the Fit for Business podcast. It's so great to have you here. I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we'll jump in, but I always like to ask if you were to describe yourself in three words, what three words come to mind? Ooh, three words I would say is determined, colorful, very colorful, bright, like it, (laughs) joyful. Those are the first three that come to mind. Definitely. Okay. Cool. I think uh, you definitely exude the joyful and colorful. So I love that. You can tell just in your laugh and uh, (laughs) contagious. Now, kind of going into more, just tell me about who you are as a person, you know, what you'd like to do with your hobbies, what your business is. Give us a little backstory on who you are. Absolutely. So I like to call myself a mompreneur. (laughs) A mom of two kiddos, third being my wild French bulldog, who definitely takes up my time as another. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I'm the owner and creator of Soul on Fire. It's a business I created for mind, body, and soul for those who are ready to take their life to the next level, know that they're meant for more, but maybe not sure what that is, how to get there, or maybe they do and just need some tools in how to live that creative life that they're meant to be with intention and purpose. Also encompassing, of course, as we're about to discuss more, your health and wellness, because that evolves into everything. So that's what I created it for. Um, it's, it's my pride and joy. It is my passion. If you ask my activities and what I like to do, it's really just guiding those in my soul on fire uh, business. I am. <laughs> Perfect. And just so we have context, uh, how old are your kids? Okay. So I have a daughter who is six years old. She's amazing, fun, and she is super colorful. <laughs> I have my son who's almost 13, not as colorful these days. <laughs> I try to get him to encompass his sister's spirit, but I think those days for now are long lost, but uh, 12. <laughs> I am going to have to come to you with my four boys and be like, okay, Amber, how, yes. do, you, how do you do this? Hug and squeeze them when they're little. Oh, oh man. <laughs> and uh, before they get to the um, middle school years. Yes. Oh, geez. I, I can't wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. With four, uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, okay. So tell me then a little bit about your fitness journey. Where did it start and why did it start? Kind of just give us, paint a picture of, of how it all began. Sure. So... Really, my entire health and fitness life was really on the standard American diet, right? Mm -hmm. I was raised by my father. He was a single dad of three, bless his heart. I don't know how he did it, yeah. um, which meant little means for us in the food um, department, right? So we survived off of hamburger helper, fast food, and just minimal things as that was. So as I grew older, it, that stayed the same. I was doing fast food, typical American diet things, um, all the way through college. And as I was a single mom for a very long time, you just go off of the, right. The $1 happy meal sort of thing yeah. in my life. And I was always the girl in our group that was seemed to have a high metabolism or never gained weight. And so to me, it seemed well, as long as I'm not gaining weight, then I can eat and drink all the things. And I did that my entire 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and so as I finally hitting around 30 or so, there was a little bit of weight gain and, and was unusual for me. And I thought, wow, I guess now is the time I better start doing something about this. So then I had to switch my mind a little bit and say, okay, off of the standard American diet, what do we hear is healthy? I better start eating quinoa and brown rice, <laughs> all the things that I thought or were told are healthy. Okay. And um, so the journey started there because as I was trying to switch to more salads, quinoa, brown rice, I was not losing any weight. Actually, it seemed like things were getting worse. Hmm. And that's where the journey started. <laughs> okay. And when you say things started getting worse, in your mind, what, what did that look like? What was worse? Um, what was worse is for me, again, more weight gain. As I'm trying to now go on, quote, a diet or be healthier, 
and lose a couple of pounds and I started gaining in my 30s, I started gaining more. And for the girl in her entire life that could eat anything, drink anything and not gain weight, I was totally confused about this healthy aspect and how am I not losing weight now? And to me, I, things were getting worse. I was having inflammation. My joints were aching more. And again, being younger, still in the 30s, um, never having issues with joints, it was very odd to me. And where were you finding this information of you're supposed to be eating quinoa? And like, where were you sourcing your education? You know, I think it just comes from right our typical education, whether we're growing up or our education, you know, the food triangle or just um, how we grow up. Again, my dad was a single dad. He did the best he could and just whatever we had is what we ate. Um, but, you know, as, as you grow and learn and you hear about diets, you're supposed to eat the salad and the whole grains, um, all the things that probably even television tells us, right? Is supposed yeah. to be, that's where that information would come from. <laughs> and at this point in your journey, had you done anything like physical? Did you do, go to the gym or do any kind of, um, you know, cardio or weightlifting at this point yet? I just had started. Um, I had not been to the gym probably since high school at this point because yeah. to me, I didn't need it. Um, I didn't, you know, need, I don't, didn't see any reason to go. I could eat anything. So I said, okay, I better start as well going to the gym, which was a very scary thought because um, I enrolled in the, um, the gym near us, but I had no clue what I was going to do there, right? The machine mm -hmm. was scary. The guys lifting weight seems scary. Where do you start? What do you do? So I just had signed up for a gym. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then at this point, how old are your kids? And like, give us kind of where are you at in your life at this point when you start to decide, okay, I need to do something, eating better, working out. So this was about three years ago. So let's see. We'll okay. do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three-year-old and, uh, 10 and nine okay. or so at the point. So yeah, so I'm transitioning and saying, okay, I need to eat healthier. I'm not feeling good. And honestly, with two kids, um, three and 10, I had no energy, but I felt like I was doing all the things right. I started going to the gym. I started eating the whole grains, but I had no energy. I, my, my knees, for whatever reason, still were achy, still gaining weight. Um, and I'm, I feel like I'm doing all the things right. So this is kind of the transition where I said, you know, I got to do something else. And this is what led to the life-changing scenario is attending a barbecue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so I happened to go to a friend's barbecue. They were leaving out of town on vacation. Um, I went in, you know, I was still on my quote diet and grabbed the things I thought were healthy. And I noticed on their plates, they didn't get some of their favorites like corn, tomatoes, some of the things I've always seen them eat. So I asked them, well, why is, why, is, why is the corn and things not on your plate? You guys love those. And they said, we're leaving out of town. We wanna lose a few pounds. We're doing this keto diet. We can't have corn and tomatoes. And that's when my mind was blown. <laughs> I thought the diet that I was on, I need to eat the vegetables like corn and tomatoes. That's healthy. That's mm -hmm. what we're supposed to eat. 
So I was completely intrigued at this point. I had to rush home and Google and research all the things on the keto diet. <laughs> yeah. So I know a little bit about it, but I feel like there's a lot of different types of keto or is there and explain to you know me and others who maybe don't know really exactly what the, the, the whole concept of keto is. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know a lot of people will come up to me and say, oh, keto diet is where you can't eat until noon, right? <laughs> only eat bacon, right? There's a lot of misconceptions. You really have to do your research. So basically what the keto diet is, is your portions are about 70 to 75% fat, 20% protein, around 5% carbs, ideally, right? Could okay. be a variance for everybody. And without going into too much science, when we completely deplete the glucose in our bodies, as we typically have with, you know, breads and sugars and that sort of thing, when we deplete the glucose, our bodies go into a state of ketosis. Our bodies will make ketones and use the ketones for energy. So our bodies will be these fat burning machines. And it's amazing because of course it will burn the fat, lose the weight. And the biggest thing that I absolutely love is our brain. Our brain is 70% fat. So when you do keto, you have this mental clarity that is just like you're skyrocketed out of the brain fog finally that I felt um, from the standard American diet. And you, you're not hungry, you feel full all the time, and you just have so much energy because of the ketones in your body. Okay. So for, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of negative things about doing this. Um, what would you say to somebody that says like, you know, being in ketosis all the time is bad for you? Or, you know, what are some of the things that people tell you that, that you shouldn't do it? And what do you say to them? Well, I think the biggest thing, even for me when I started it, was comprehending that you have to add more fat and eat more fat. So when I switched to what I thought was a diet, to the keto diet, and it keep telling me to add more fat, Everyone's saying, as we were always told, fat is bad. You need to go with low fat. You're going to clog your arteries, you know, at everything you could think of. And to really just do the research behind it, really understand what ketosis is, what ketones are, um, and what's healthy for your body. There's definitely variations of the keto diet. There's the lifers, the hardcores. There's the carb cyclers, which I think is amazing as I've been doing it for some time. Your body really does need a cycle of the carbs um, before you go back to it. So really just understanding the research and what it is and what it isn't. Um, as I've evolved on the keto diet, there's a, it's, it's really become kind of the sensation now. So unfortunately, there's a lot of brands that put keto on the label. And if you do not turn around that box or that brand and look at the actual ingredient list, there could be a whole list of things that are actually really bad for you. So just knowing what you're consuming and, and what the products are. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like so much is no matter what diet you go with. And when we say diet, we don't mean like, you know, cutting, cutting stuff or whatever. It's, it's what you eat. So you're not going on a diet. You're just, this is your diet. This is what you eat. Right. 
But I think the the hardest thing to educate people is that exactly what you said, like when you're looking at the front of the box, it says one thing as you know, marketing and advertisers want you to see, but then you actually have to go over and look at the back and not just like the carb content and sugar content and protein, but actual ingredients listed you know, there in it, it, cause they'll hide things in it, right. They'll hide dextrose, which is sugar and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, I think that you make such a good point is the way that, you know, marketing and advertisers are so good at putting keto or, you know, paleo is obviously another <laughs> huge thing or gluten-free, all of those things. And I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but when I think of, you know, where you were saying with fat free and they started to then instead of putting fat in it, they put sugar because they still needed it to taste good. So the fat free became, you know, a lot more sugar added. And so I fear that with gluten free, they're doing something similar. So it might be gluten free, but you don't know what other things are adding into it to make it taste the same, you know, gluten free bread that you're, you're used to. So um, absolutely. It's just, just exactly the same thing, whether, as you said, paleo, gluten-free, keto, the big thing, and that's kind of the next piece of this, when I started keto, I grabbed everything. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? I just, everything that said keto, um, all the bacon, all the cheese. But at the end of the day, in order for it to be, as you said, gluten-free or keto, whatever, there's hidden ingredients. Now, as I was on keto and I started it, I lost the weight right away. I had mental clarity. Everything was good. And then I hit a stall because I was overdoing the keto items. I was overdoing the bacon. And there's a whole nother realm to that, which is your gut health, right? So you're eating all the Quest bars and bang drinks and all those things. um, And the hidden ingredients is gut health. So when a lot of people will come to me and say, I've been doing keto, but now it's not working. What's going on? We really have to look at, okay, well, what are you truly eating. Um, there's still, even if you're on keto diet, there's so many processed meats. So the uh, cow's milk, which ketoers, we love our cheese, right? But if you're overdoing um, dairy from cow's milk, which has A1 casein, it's destroying your gut. You're going to gain weight and then you're going to lead to a whole bunch of other things. And that could be depression, anxiety, PCOS, you know, all these things that are going to add to that. So Yes, it doesn't matter. And I'm not even going to say diet, lifestyle you choose. Yeah. At the end of the day, look at the ingredients list. Look at what causes inflammation in your body. That was what was causing me uh, the joint pain initially because I was eating a lot of grains that I thought were healthy, like brown rice, quinoa. Um, I almost had gone to the doctor when I was doing um, over the counter medication for joint pain. I grabbed something. It still wasn't working thought I was going to have to go into a doctor and figure out my joints. Like I was 90 years old, but it was because of the inflammation from the foods I was eating. Um, so really pay attention, you know, to, to your gut health hundred percent, no matter what lifestyle you choose. Yeah. that such a, makes such a good point too. And so for you, how, like, how did you learn all this stuff, right? Like, it seems like you know a lot. And I think anyone that's wanting to maybe try this out, like, where do they even start? How do they know, like, that they're doing too much keto? How do they know when to carb cycle? Like, you know, and, and I know it obviously depends on each person, but where, what would you tell someone? Where would you direct them? The first thing I did, well, 
I will hesitate a little bit on Google, right? You could find a million things on there, but just know the facts of what ketosis is, okay? And then the next thing is, we live in this great world. Well, there's an app for that, okay? <laughs> you, uh, this is what I had to do so that my brain would understand that I need more fat because when you start the keto diet, you're gonna maybe hit less energy when you're first starting and you need more fat, but your brain to understand to eat more fat is a little, your mindset's a little torn on that. So I downloaded an app, it's called Carb Manager. And you literally, and it's, you know, I, I wanted to not be that person that tracked my food and be crazy like that. But all you have to do, it doesn't even matter where you're at, what you get, you could just scan it as a picture and it calculates you got this much fat in there, this much carbs and this much protein. And, and then you're set going forward thinking, okay, now I understand how much fat and it will tell you, you know, you need more fat today. You need a little less protein that will help you so much. And once I started doing that, I understood and I started looking at labels and then I was able to get rid of the app and kind of just guide myself of, I understand how to read labels and what has too much fat, not enough and so on. And you just kind of go from there and like me, get on Instagram, start following people. There's just so much out there. Yeah. And I think what you were saying with how you figured it out for you was like you had to test it out and see, but now through experience, you know, like how much is too much cheese for you or whatever. And for you, it's going to be different than somebody else. So I think it is just, that's the whole point is your health, nutrition, everything is such a journey because you're never, and that's your season in life right now. Like, you know, in another six months or a year or something, maybe something will change again. So it's never like, this is it. This is going to work for me forever. You know. Yes. And just experiment. You know, when I got onto Instagram trying to figure out keto and there's huge influencers out there for that, what works for maybe some of them doing a hundred hour fasting. And I thought I had to do that and it does not work for my body. I've learned, um, just, just experiment a bit, see what works for you and listen to your body. For me, I can maybe do a fasting 24 hours and I feel good, but I don't need to feel like I need to keep up with the other influencers or anyone else, because I know it works for my body. Um, and so just experiment, try things. If you want to do keto with carb cycling, if you want to do paleo, you know, with a uh, different variants, just see whatever makes you feel amazing. Just go for that. Yeah. And I think like you said, with listening to your body, I think when you're new to it, it's hard to know what, when people say that you're like, yeah, my body says I'm hungry. You know, they don't really right. connect to the dots. So it just, again, takes time and practice to really listen to your body and figure out, you know, okay, I know that eating now quinoa actually makes my joints hurt or, so, you know, whatever. And, and again, that might be for your case. And, but in my case, quinoa is actually what gives me energy to do my workouts, you know, whatever. And, and so I think listening to your body is also time and practice, trial and error and, and figuring things out. Tell me then how working out plays into all of this, how your nutrition and what you're consuming plays into your workouts and how your workouts play into your life and, and whatnot. Yeah. So right now, how it works for me as a mompreneur, <laughs> as I, um, little time, right? We, we all have little time as we feel we got to work it in somewhere. And that's the biggest thing that I know I hear even for me, it used to be, I just have zero time to go to the gym. 
where would I ever fit that in? By 9 p.m., I'm exhausted. Well, probably by 7 p.m., I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, I, there's no gym time. So what, what I found, you know, I had to say no to things, to say yes to the gym, right? So where was I finding an open window? And for me, that was mornings when the kids are still sleeping. Did it mean I have to get up a little bit earlier before them? Yes. But was it worth it? Absolutely. So now some may call me crazy, but I wake up at 4 a.m. and it works for me. I, I know some, um, I know many people that go to the gym maybe at 10 p.m. and it works amazing for them. Right. For me, it's 4 a.m. before the kids wake up. I journal, set my intentions and purpose for the day, some coffee, of course, and I'll go to the gym by five, um, five to six, and then six, wake up the kids and off to school, you know, they go. So I work out, um, you know, at a local gym, uh, weights have been huge for me. I used to be the one who would always just run on the treadmill. First of all, cause I don't know what else to do. I'm scared of the weights. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just what you're told. Just run on the treadmill. You'll lose weight. But weights have been huge and just understanding reps and how to use those. And that's been the biggest thing for me, but I will still incorporate, um, some cardio, of course, get my heart rate up some treadmill still treadmill or stair climber, um, maybe a couple of times a week and just testing my limits a bit. When I feel my body doing the same weights, the same machines, then I know I need to put in something else, maybe during the week, maybe some, um, Pilates or something else to strengthen my body. And how did you know when you were first going to the gym? Because earlier you said, you know, I didn't know like what those guys were doing. I didn't know reps and that sort of thing. Like, how did you learn it? And where did you go? And where did you start? The first thing I always say when people are nervous to go to the gym, just make an intention to go in and get on the treadmill, right? Because then you can, as you're on the treadmill, what I did, look around and at least see what people are doing. There are some machines I... They looked like the craziest thing. <laughs> like contraptions. I had no idea what they were, but I would get on the treadmill and start watching. And I'm like, oh, that that's a leg machine, not... <laughs> you know, I would get an idea first, so I didn't look like a crazy woman trying to use machines. Yeah. Um, get on the treadmill, just watch. Take it in, see what they're doing, see what works for you and where you can start. If you want to start just with your arms, a little machine press just do that. At the end of the day, everybody's busy in their own workout and their own machine. So don't worry about what people will think. Just get started. And if you have a gym like I go to, they have free classes for 30 minutes with a trainer. And they were able to show me all the machines, how everything works and just ask for their help. Don't be afraid to ask for help, how the machines work. That's what they're there for. And and just have fun with it having a gym myself, I know that even, you know, my gym and every other gym pretty much that you go to, they offer like a free consultation or something like that, where they can, uh, assist you and, and help you and point you in the right direction to, to show you how to use those machines. So you're not one of those people that find yourself on YouTube with the gym, you know, this idiot doesn't know what he's doing and <laughs> whatnot. But Absolutely. I, they, they are there for a reason. And the biggest thing that helped me was walking into that gym, being nervous and saying, can your personal trainer on site just show me these machines? And obviously they're thrilled to do it. They're waiting around to help somebody. Yeah. 
show you and give you the confidence so you can walk in there by yourself. And it was the biggest stress relief of being so scared to go to the gym. So just ask for their help and, and use the machines and, and you'll be ready to go in no time. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think people fear doing those free consultations with trainers because they're afraid of the sales pitch at the end. And yes, some places that you go to, they're very like, you know, use car dealership type people and places. And then, so that's not the place to start your gym membership, right? Like you need to go to a gym that you feel comfortable that you walk in and you don't feel like you're being sold to like, Oh, well, here's the deal for the day. Here's the deal. You need to go in and actually feel like you have a connection with the person and the people that are working there so that you, it'll be a place for you to feel comfortable to actually go. Like there's no point in signing up for a gym and being, you know, having that buyer's remorse and being like, Oh gosh, I like, I don't even want to go because I don't want to see that person that's going to try to sell me something, you know? Um, so I think it's super important that you have a place that you feel comfortable. And if you walk into one or two and you don't get that feeling, like keep trying, you know, and for you, like, what is, what now is a typical workout for you. Um, I've seen you do like, you're at some, I don't know, dark place doing some stair climbing. What is that? They have a really cool thing here. I live in the city and it's called a climbing class. And it's, um, I, I honestly was one of those things that I walk past in the city all the time. I hear about it and it being very, very intense and hard. Mm-hmm. So one of those things I was like, well then no. Yeah. <laughs> I would survive, right? I don't <laughs> I'm used to weights, but a very, very high intensity. Um, again, that's something I may do here and there, but high intensity would scare me because I'm like, I will die after two minutes. I can't keep up with those people. I don't know. Yeah. I would walk past it and I, but it was my goal, right? And that's where I always say, like, especially if you are starting to work out, doesn't matter if it's the treadmill or weights, and you're kind of hitting that plateau, just you know test yourself a bit on something new, maybe scary. And the climbing class um, was scary to me. So I signed up and they literally have these machines that you hop onto and um, what you're gonna do, right, is climb high intensity for 30 minutes. But the kind of cool thing that they do is they black out the room and they turn on strobe lights like it's a club. <laughs> That's you awesome. have your instructor and, and very high intense music. And so the machines, you know, they, they darken the room, it's pitch black, the lights go on, you know, you're going to have some fun. And for 30 straight minutes, your arms and legs are just climbing up and down in this machine. And then they turn uh, resistance on it as well. And you're just climbing for your dear life. Um, <laughs> you'll fall off if you don't. <laughs> oh, geez. And, um, Have you ever fallen off? No, I just climbed. <laughs> My dear life. <laughs> oh my God. And, and about the first time about, you know, a few minutes in, I'm like, there's no way I can survive. There's no way I can survive. I can't get through this. I'll die. I even told myself one of those limiting beliefs right before I did the class, I could never do something like that. I'm not high intensity person. I, I don't have the stamina for that. Um, so just always push yourself to do something because I did it. And now I sign up for it all the time because obviously the endorphins and the strength you get, the people you meet. So just sign up for something new. And it's, it's the best, hardest 30 minutes ever, but it's so worth it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so for you in this next year, you know, what kind of 
fitness goals are you going after, you know, fitness or health? If you and I were to talk this time next year, what would you say are like the couple of biggest things that you would want to achieve in this next year? Definitely still education. Um, gut health is huge, which I've learned. They don't teach it in school, right? Mm -hmm. Affects you and guiding those who come to me and, and Instagram, I have a following and just sharing that with the world and how I can help. And people will message me, um, you know, should I eat this or not? Or just giving that guidance. I absolutely love is the first thing. So huge on education and how I can help others. The second is, again, as I, as I do with everyone, tell them, push yourself, challenge yourself in the health department, the fitness. Um, mine right now is this world of Tabata that I am trying that is hard and challenges my every muscle of my body, um, but not to be afraid of that and just go into it and not saying, I can't do this. Um, I, I, you know, that high intensity stuff is not for me. So just getting out there and doing that and continuing this journey um, of both of those, pushing myself to do stuff and educating others. Okay. And if you were to give someone advice, someone that was in your shoes or tell yourself, you know, three, four or five years ago, if you could give yourself advice, what would you say to yourself at that point in time? Definitely give yourself grace. Um, it doesn't matter which lifestyle I'll say that you choose paleo keto. It doesn't matter but we can get wrapped into this world, especially with social media and things of comparison. And I have to be a hundred percent keto or this or that, like they're doing or fasting. And when someone, you know, goes and has a piece of bread or a cake to give yourself grace and say, it's okay. You know, just the next day restart, things will be fine. You know, you just go back to eating what makes you feel good and not going into a spiral of saying, I knew I couldn't do this. I might as well keep eating cake and French fries and yeah. on the spiral and through the holidays and saying, you know, I, I can never um, achieve these types of things. So go to the gym, start brand new. If it's January, your goal. And if you just walk for 30 minutes, applaud yourself, give yourself, you know, credit for what you're doing. If you're just starting out and taking the dog for a walk, 30 minutes, look at what you're doing. So if you have a day, you eat all the French fries, you're a little stressed out, it's totally okay. Just start over the next day. Awesome. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the whole starting over thing for me, I always just tell people like, you, like you're really never starting over. Like, so you had a piece of cake today. Tomorrow is a new day, whatever. Like you're not as if... It's this whole, like, I, you know, I screwed it over. Now I've got to start over. It's just, no, it's like, okay, you had a piece of cake. Give yourself grace, like you said. And, you know, tomorrow is a new day. Eat the things that make you feel good and eat less of the things that don't, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Grace and, you know, motivation to get up there and do it and your why. And um, you'll sell right through it. Yeah. So if people wanted to follow you, whether it was keto specific or your soul on fire, where would they, where would be the best place to, to search you out? Absolutely. You could go to soul on fire on Instagram or Facebook. They're both the same. And you can also go to my website, soul-onfire.com.
Awesome. Very cool. Well, Amber, it's been such a pleasure to have you. And I even learned a few things about keto myself today. Uh, it's always nice to hear from people other than my husband on the diet. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate you. And I think there's a lot of people out there that will really take some things that you had said today and, and uh, apply it to their own lives. So thank you so much. I hope so. It was a great time. Thank you. Don't forget, guys, go on over to www.nataliejean.com forward slash fitness challenge. That's N-A-T-A-L-E-E-J-E-A-N.com forward slash fitness challenge to join the five-day free fitness challenge to get you motivated, get you some energy, some mental clarity, and some confidence starting Monday, May 11th. I will see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.